Good morning, church. Bon dia, igreja. Ya kalai. Imidia kalai. Oh, you should be speaking in English. How are you? <laughs> it's okay. No problem. You see, we are uh, we are on our new series. I would like to just welcome everyone to this new series and it's called Perspective. We hope that wherever you are, you are safe and sound. We hope that your, your souls are prospering as you are also healthy and safe. Now, as we go to this new series perspective, we will talk about what it is to be to have God as our shepherd. Now, as we experience God as our shepherd, that will lead us to a life of faith that would also be able to encourage others around us. And as we do that as well, we continue to live by faith, whatever circumstances you may be in. How are you responding to your situation right now? Are you, are you responding in faith or in fear? That is why we need to find a new perspective in life. So we can respond not in fear but in faith in whatever circumstances. So we're going to look at uh, Psalms 23. And understand better God as our shepherd. Because if he's our shepherd, he's a source of our peace. He is also the source of our protection. He is also the source of our provision. And as we get to know this, we can, we can be empowered to share the same thing as well to others around us. So let's just read the word of God right now. We'll read it in English and then after that we'll read it in Tetun. Let me read the whole chapter, Psalm 23, from verses 1 up to uh, verse 6. Let's read it all together. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. It's written tetun. May talaya tetun. Presikulya diyan nai makhaw na bibiatan haw la falta buat ida. Niya hatoba haw ihadut matak. Niya lori haw babe nebe hakmatek. Niya fo fali haw niya klamar. No lori haw ihadalan los sira tamba niya naran. Maske haw lao ihavale nebe ihamahon mate niyan. Haw la tauk buat ida tamba o makhamutu ko haw Omak 
Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you that you, our God, is our shepherd. And because you are, you are our Lord, our shepherd, we can trust you in all and in every circumstance. Lord, we ask that you would encourage us today as we hear your word. We want to understand you as our shepherd. Being our Lord as well. Lord, we pray that we would we would see how you take care of us. And appreciate more your love for us. So we ask for your grace, Holy Spirit. Give us revelation of your goodness, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We will focus on the first part of Psalm 23. But I'd like us to focus on three, three scriptures today. We'll study verse 1, verse 2, and then verse 6. In the next weeks of the series, we will talk about the other verses as well. Now, particularly this psalm or this song talks about the relationship of the Lord with His people. And the analogy is given to us as God being our shepherd and us being His flock. Well, obviously, this was written by, by David. According to, uh, to our study, this has been written when he was still very young. Oh, because he was, he was a shepherd. That was his work. That was his job. Before he became a king of Israel. And so we've noticed that in that particular psalm, it is so clear how David draw upon his experience uh, as a shepherd and a musician as well. Now we know that David was the greatest of all the, the kings of Israel. And this particular psalm really ministered to me when I was still very young as a Christian. I would remember when I was starting to experience persecution or disapproval from my family because of the faith that I had, the newfound faith that I had. I would read this psalm. I think Tom as well had a personal experience of this psalm in his life. And every time I read it, it just encourages me. But it was not only during those times of persecution, but there are also different times where I would always go back to this, uh, to this psalm and even memorize it so, so that wherever I am, I can recite, I can talk about it, and I can meditate it more. Now, when you talk about this may be a, a song and it's used by pilgrims going to Jerusalem. But as a believer, you can take the words out of this psalm as a personal uh, expression 
of your faith in Christ. Now when, when David wrote this, he was talking to the covenantal God of Israel. But he claimed it as his very own. The Lord is my shepherd. Let me give you a tension. How can our faith and trust in God grow more in the midst of these difficult circumstances? Let's answer that question. By looking at the first verse and just the word nai. Nai means the Lord. And uh, as we look at that, nai makhaunia bibiatan. And it says in English, the Lord is my shepherd. And let's look at what it means. What does it really mean when we talk about the Lord? Well, it talked about, it is actually the personal name of the God of Israel. So when, when David called God, the God of Israel the Lord, he was referring to the Jehovah of Israel. Well, when you look at the Bible, most of, this is the most used or frequent designation of God in the Word of God, specifically in the Old Testament. Well, in Hebrew, it's composed of just four letters. That's why it's called tetragrammaton. Used to be it was Jehovah, but the 19th and the 20th century biblical scholars began to use again the word Yahweh. Now when, when God encountered Moses, or when Moses encountered God, God revealed his name to Moses. And so that's why the Lord is Yahweh. Remember the time when, when Moses was, was getting the new stone tablets of the Ten Commandments? And the Lord was speaking to Moses and he was declaring and proclaiming that he is the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious. He said, I'm slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He who brings to pass the promises that were given. He is the performer of his promises. He is the one who is absolute and unchangeable. He is the existing, ever-living, or self-consistent and unchangeable God. You see, God never changes. Whatever your situation is, He keeps His promises. You can continue to trust the Lord. And as you do that, your faith will continue to be strengthened 
and your faith could continue to be a blessing to the people around you. Now, when you when you look at it, when you look at that word uh, Yahweh, it also talks about the one coming into manifestation to become the redeemer of the world. Because God is the God of redemption. And we've seen that in Jesus Christ. So he also says that the, the, the word Yahweh means I am he who I am. Now let's go to the next part of that verse. It says here, which is talking about God being a shepherd. Now when you look at this picture, imagine we are the sheep of his pasture. We belong to the flock of God. And God happens to be our shepherd. Do you notice that the shepherd is leading the flock? Now know that uh, one of the uh, one of the um, sheep, a sheep is a really a defenseless animal. And so a shepherd is very important in a sheep's life. Now if you notice, the word there is the Lord is my shepherd. Now the word my emphasizes a personal relationship with the shepherd. Now if you notice that that means it is it has to be a very close relationship, individual relationship to God. Well, some people keep calling God their shepherd, but they're not really closely related to God. Now, there has to be a relationship with, with the sheep and the shepherd. Well, when they are born, usually the shepherd begins to cuddle the, 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 the lamb. And then they become familiar with the voice of the shepherd because the shepherd keeps calling him, keeps, keeps, even maybe the shepherd may give him a name. And so that's why when the when the when the lamb grows up, grows old to become a sheep, what happens is that he has this confident relationship with his shepherd. Now, how confident are you in your relationship with God? Can you call him your shepherd? David called him my shepherd. Now let's look at John chapter 10, 3 to 4. And this was Jesus talking about him being the great shepherd. It describes about an intimate relationship and a special one between the sheep and the shepherd. Now let's read it. The sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. 
Hafoi nia lori nia lori sira baliur hasai hotu tia nia bibi sira nia bauluk bibi sira tuir nia tan sira hatene nia lian. That's an amazing thing, right? They recognize the voice of the shepherd. Ine furak tebe sira rekognese lian husi bibi atane. Now if a stranger calls them, they will not follow. No karike ma estrangeru ida bolus sira sira sela tuir. But if their shepherd calls them by name. They listen, they obey, they follow. Now when you look at us being being the sheep of God, God calls each one of us by our names. Because he knows us personally. And you know him personally. What a relationship, right? Imagine if you have that kind of confidence that you can call the Lord your own shepherd. That will give you the faith to believe that, hey, whatever circumstances you may be in, things will change because my God is my shepherd. Now let's look at the, that part, shepherd. Now I want you to know that in the, in the Near East, kings were known as shepherds of their people. That means they are responsible for the protection, for the provision, and even for the food, the resources of their constituents. And if they have a good shepherd or a good king, they will live securely in the land. But many times these Judean kings were not really good shepherds. That is why God had to speak through Ezekiel and he, he mentioned to Ezekiel that he is the good shepherd. Because of the failure of, of the kings in the past. Let's read this one, Ezekiel 34, verse 15. He declared to his people, I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. So, this one is a declaration of God that He becomes the shepherd of His people. That means He is the one protecting them directly. Providing for them. Giving them the peace that they need. And it is a declaration from the Lord our God. So we can learn the first point that we have for this uh, preaching is all about God being our shepherd. Can we say that? The Lord is my shepherd. Can you say that from the bottom of your heart, having that kind of intimate relationship with the Lord? You say, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, what's so amazing about God being a shepherd? Because being a shepherd, it's the lowest kind of work. And many times the shepherd would actually live with the sheep. Even for 24 hours a day. Without unwavering, without unwavering devotion. 
They stay with the sheep day and night. Whether in fair weather or bad weather. Shepherds, they nurture, their guide, they guide and they protect the sheep. Because they are assuming the full responsibility in the taking care of the flock. They would even risk their lives just for their own protection. What are we going to do if we are the shepherd of our flock? Now, interestingly, this is, this is what God has chosen to be before His people. It just tells you the love of God for His people. He is going to take care of us. Whatever your situation is, God can turn things around in your life. He will reveal Himself in love because he is full of love. He is full of compassion. He's patient, uh, he is patient with you. He is faithful to you. And he will always forgive you. That's our good shepherd. It's amazing also how, how that word good shepherd was claimed by Jesus in the New Testament. We'll explain that more in a while. Now, how else can our trust in God grow? Grow more in the midst of these difficult circumstances. Well, um, Definitely, our cases of COVID here in Timor Leste is also growing. But not as much as in the Philippines. But even that, that gives us some gives us tension on how we should. Uh, Conduct our lives here in this nation. In fact, our nation is in a state of emergency. And this makes things difficult. But that may not be the only difficulty that you have. I, I, I read one... one, one uh, Message from a Timorese. And he, he, he actually was saying that, hey, we will not die with COVID-19. But we may die out of hunger. Because that was their situation. They don't have any food anymore. What are you going to do? If you don't have all these provisions that you need daily. Now, this is a difficult situation. We pray that things will turn around. But some nations, they're not only under COVID uh, predicament. They are also in, in highly sensitive political situations. They may be suffering from uh, financial break, breakdowns as well. Economic problems. Now how can your trust grow in God? in the midst of these difficult circumstances. Well, we've learned that the Lord is our shepherd and we declare that with faith in our hearts. In the next part of verse 1, it says there, how la falta buat ida. And when you, when you talk about that, that's in Tetun, and it means um, my, 
That's in English that would be exactly um, I, lack I lack nothing or I lack uh, I do not lack anything. Entah sekali gimi gimi hari dan ya Inggris ni mahu sekolah ansan ni kata kita kita say kita say iya buat tu itu sila falta buat tidak. So you just know that the declaration of of David here was that because the Lord is his shepherd, he does not lack anything. Entah gimi hati ni kita say hati ni kata deklarasi anda vitanya ni kata maroma makan ini ni bibiatan ni buat tu say iya bania. Now I have all that I need. I like what how NLT uh, puts it. Well, in other versions, it says that I shall not want or I shall lack nothing. To be in the place of lack is a difficult situation. That will be a, a, a place of discouragement. But here, God being our shepherd, we can actually declare that we lack nothing. It's a declaration of faith that I will not fail. I don't need anything else. Because I have all that I need because God is my shepherd. Now imagine a sheep without a shepherd. He would be he would be in a place of total helplessness. They are they are animals who cannot even care for themselves. But under the shepherd's care, all their needs are met. Wow, that's amazing. Abundantly met by the shepherd. So, if God is able to provide for everything that we needed, so therefore every sheep, just like those sheep trusting their shepherd, they will never lack anything that they need. Wow. I'd like to say that I never lack anything. I remember the people of Israel in the time of their of their wilderness experience for 40 years. And, and Moses, at the end, towards the end of his life, was, was reminding them in the book of Deuteronomy. How God had taken care of them in the, in the wilderness. And he also was reminding them of what will happen to you when you go to the place of Canaan. They were being assured of God's provision. Now, let's read Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 7. It says here, For the Lord your God has blessed you in everything you have done. He has watched your every step through this great wilderness. And during these 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you and you have lacked nothing. Now, we'll read that in a while in Tetun. But I'd like to emphasize the reason why they did not lack anything is because God has blessed them. Not only that, the Lord also has watched over them. Imagine that if the Lord um, provides for everything that we need, you can imagine that He's always there watching you. 
He knows your littlest or the, the smallest detail of your needs. And the Lord will bless you for whatever you need. Okay? So, that's what God can do. He can provide for everything that we needed. Now, in the next part of Psalm 23, in verse 2, there God, David was explaining what are the things that the sheep actually needed. Well, what do you think would the sheep need? They need food. They need water. And of course, they also need protection. But let's just focus on those two things, water and food. Now, it says here, go ahead, Tom, kindly Now, um, there are shepherds who do not take care of their sheep very well. But David was declaring that his shepherd is not like that. Yahweh had made sure that the people who were in the wilderness, they lacked nothing. They had food in the morning and in the evening. He, they, had, uh, they had this manna that, that falls to the ground. And they pick it up in the morning and make sure that they have food for, for the rest of the day. There was a time that they needed meat and so God provided them the meat that they needed. And that has been God providing them ever since. And so, you see, God is able to provide for any need of the sheep. Now imagine you are part of the sheep, the flock of God. And God brings you to a place where you can rest. God brings you to a place where you can eat. And you can drink. Imagine yourself in this picture. There you go. You can, you can drink the water of this, uh, of this stream that is so peaceful. And they can, you can drink as much as you can. And as long as you can. Now, verse 2 says in English, he lets, me, he lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. We've read that a while ago in Tetun. Now, well, we know that the green pastures or green meadows that are being referred to here is not always uh, is not always going to be there all year round. Because uh, the green meadows or the green pastures, it's a seasonal phenomenon. That means, uh, that means during summer and fall, the sheep would be led to other places to be able to search food. But if they have this rich and, 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 and verdant pastures or meadows, the sheep need not move from place to place to be satisfied. But the best thing here is that the shepherd takes care of the sheep all year round. And God our shepherd is like that. He is constant. He is abundantly providing for his sheep. 
Tanto marrom a ganhar certeza de bebida, tanto a ganhar constante, nem na fadin for baseira mas que te precisa. So what does the sheep do? Então será mas bebida. They just Hello? they just need to lie down. Será só precisa descansar de. They just need to drink on those quiet waters. Será só precisa remo beijo se bem bem acamatek. Have you ever tried that? Where you just stay in the presence of God and allow God to fill you up. If you do that, God will refresh you. Because God takes care of His own. Now, so the writer of Psalm 23 expresses trust and confidence Antan- in the Lord. Which leads us to our second point. He was declaring that my shepherd provides for all my needs. Now do you believe that? Do you believe that your shepherd provides for all your needs? Now, Jesus had said in, in, in John chapter 10, he was talking about him being the good shepherd. He, he said there that the devil, he came to steal, to kill, and destroy. But his purpose is to give his sheep a rich and satisfying life. That means a life where you do not need anything else. A life that is abundant. Now you see, all, all sheep, they are precious to God. And the shepherd's intention is for every sheep to experience living life to the fullest. And that is the Christ that we have. He came to be able to give us a new life. He paid for all our sins. And He is our great shepherd. You can trust Him for all your needs. I was asking some of our campus ministers lately how God has been so good to them. You see, as missionaries, our support also came from our partners. And at this season, it's, uh, it's a little bit difficult, the situation that they are going through. But I'm just so amazed how God uses people to bless them. Right here in our nation, oh, just God would just touch people. And we just bless them with whatever material need that they have. Imagine the blessings from God that never ends because He is the one providing for all our needs. Well, that may be material needs at first, but God also answers need for healing. Needs for relational reconciliation. Need for, need for whatever, um, maybe uh, opportunities that you are believing God for. You see, Jesus is like that. He satisfies our needs. If you look at the if you look at the the stories and the things that Jesus did in the New Testament. You would notice that he would heal people, he would feed them as well. It's like a sheep being brought to a grassy land so he can eat. 
Nah, hanesan bibil memang sirah lori bayam duit matak memang ni belahan. It's like the shepherd bringing a sheep to safe paths and life that is also abundant. Nah, katak bibi atang memang lori bibi bafatin memang kaseguru memang kamos protese sirah. Now, if you are satisfied that God indeed is able to provide for all your needs. That you do not lack anything. Then wherever you are, you can be a channel of blessings to others. I'd like to share what we what we what we did yesterday or last Friday rather. Because we've been praying, Lord, how do we take care of the flock, of the of the members of the church? And realizing that for a month already they don't have a consistent income because of the lockdown as well in this nation. So we said, Lord, use us to be a blessing. The church, use the church to be a blessing. And so not only the church was mobilized, even, even our leaders contributed to our relief goods operation. Let me just share some pictures. It was so good. This is the team uh, preparing to be launched to the western side of Dili and the eastern side of Dili. Yes, that's that's true. And and by the way, those of you who helped us uh, prepare, pack, repack, and everything else, and even even blessed uh, and then even added to our uh, to our uh, funds. Thank you so much for giving. Now. These are some pictures we went to families of some of our leaders who are actually persecuted in their faith. But we just saw how the parents and how the family accepted us and allowed us to be able to even pray for them. But it was an it was an opportunity to get connected again to our members. We miss them so much. We've not been seeing each other physically for the past one month. But um, but not only that we were able to minister to people through the prayers. But whatever we brought to them has really made their hearts glad because God is taking care of their needs. And uh, thank you, Tom, for leading the other team. We divided ourselves to the west and the east side of Dili. Okay. They were able to finish early. <laughs> now let's go and proceed to the next uh, next next point. So so far we have learned that the Lord is a shepherd. And this is how you grow your faith in God. Now, if you understand more that the Lord is your shepherd, you will definitely be at peace because you know that He provides for you as His sheep. In fact, the promise of God is all your needs. Now, how else can our trust in God grow more? Let's read verse 6 of Psalm 23. Wow, that's a declaration of satisfaction. 
dena declaração ba satisfação nian it's 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 david saying surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life dena david dena katak bot bemaka dia say twiri hawne mori stomach now when you are fully satisfied you are at peace You're looking at the sheep they are really uh, they sira <laughs> saibot they're getting bigger yeah we are also getting bot okay <laughs> but but the, but this is this is the thing when when you are secured in the promises of god as a sheep You will continue to declare that surely goodness and mercy will follow you. And it talks about goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Imagine that all the days of your life. But not only that, it says that I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You see, you see the goodness of God is demonstrated through his care through his love for us whenever he fulfills his promises to us that's god's abundant goodness and you see our yahweh is both good and love These are the attributes of our God. And he is a covenant keeping God. That means to say that he will fulfill whatever he has promised to do in your life. Now, when we are assured of the goodness and the love and the mercy of God, all the more that we can experience the grace of God. Now, the psalmist said in, in this in this Psalm chapter 4, he says, You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. Go ahead, Tom. Can you translate that? Salmist, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's a boat for Bahau. Hak solok bemaka boat tebes liu faleman bemaka ku ku ka hetan 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 uvas na mak barak liu. Well, that means to say that having God in your life and experiencing His goodness is so much better than any any wine, any food. Nothing can compare to that. And it gives us greater joy. Now let's look at the last verse, Psalm 23, verse 6, in different versions right now. It says in ESV, it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It talks about His goodness and mercy. Well, in in Hebrew, the word mercy is also love. So it talks about the commitment of God to bless His people. That means to fulfill His promises. What are you believing God for right now? Are we believing God for a change of our situation? God will answer those. And so the psalmist was, was speaking of a deep confidence and loyalty in God. He knows that this goodness and love is going to be there for all the days of his life. The Passion Translation would say, so why would I fear the future? 
for your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life antaun tradusaun seluk dia kata oi tambah sama kau set tauk bahone futuru tambah tebot ne diak hoi tebot ne domin setuir hau ya hau ne mori stomak so therefore you are just assured that you do not have to fear the future His goodness and love we pursue you. I like how Message Bible says your beauty and love chase after me every day of my life. Imagine that chasing, right? Imagine the word chase. That means as, as you run faster, the blessings of God runs faster as well, so He can cut you up. And this happens every day. And I want you to realize that God is blessing you every day wherever you are. Because it's the promise of God, the fact that you are well, the fact that you are okay at your home, the fact that you are still able to eat, Those are blessings and fulfillment of the promises of God. Dengan marumak na promesa kata the fact that when sama kita buat nafatin dia kita buat nafatin saudavel kita buat nafatin han dan dengan marumak na promesa kita buat ni Morris. Now you may be asking how about those people who have lost their loved ones in the in this fight against COVID-19. You see, whatever the situation may be, God remains good. God remains faithful. If you know of a family who are who are in this particular situation, go ahead, pray for them. Go ahead, reach out to them. Go ahead, make them know. They make 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 it known that God still loves them. Every time I see another count, another person recovering out of the sickness, I rejoice because that is the goodness and the love of God. Now let's just go to our last point now. So how did the writer of Psalm 23, that's going to be David, express his trust and confidence in the Lord? And this is the last thing he declared. He said, my shepherd satisfies me with his continual goodness. That means David was satisfied. He was contented. He was pleased. He knows that his needs were adequately and abundantly provided by the Lord his shepherd. He said all the days of his life, right? And the effect of that, he will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So it's always happening, the blessings, the goodness, the love of God chasing after us. And And for the length of your days, that's going to be the rest of your life. You can never, uh, you can never change the fact that God is good, and His love endures forever. No, by any more stomach, it about nunca hatene. It about no, it about nunca haluha katag maromak dia kaya it about more stomach. So as we as we end our our time today, talansang ita ita ramata ita na tempo ohin loron. I like us to just. Review the things that we have learned. Well, the first one we've learned that the Lord is our shepherd. And we have to keep on declaring that. Now, the next one that your shepherd, my shepherd, provides for all my needs. And And the last one, let's declare that our shepherd, my shepherd, satisfies me 
with his continual goodness. Na ikus ti ita deklara kata ita niya bibiyatan o ita niya how ni bibiyatan satisfies how iyan husin niya diak na makontinua hala date. Now, I'd like to leave us this one point message today. Can we read this all together? The Lord is my shepherd who provides and satisfies forever. Let's read that again. The Lord is my shepherd who provides and satisfies forever. Can you repeat that, Tom? Nay makhaw ni bibiyatang ng dia makafo no halo how satisfies rohan like. Let's pray. May talaga sound. I hope that you have a greater understanding of what what God is as our shepherd. Kawen kada kita bot iha komprensyon liutan dia liutan panabamaromak nese hanasang itene bibiyatan. I hope you you felt that that the love of God has always been there for you. If you are His child, that means you're a Christian. That means you're a believer. You can expect the faithfulness of God. But God is faithful to everyone. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants everyone to come to repentance. You may be right now listening to this uh, to this broadcast. And you're you're asking yourself, how can God be my shepherd? Because you realize you don't have that intimate relationship with God yet. Now God has a purpose while you're listening to this and while you're watching this. You see, He can transform you. He can change your life. He can change your situation. But you have to put your faith first in Him. The Bible says that our sins have separated us from God. But Christ came to pay for all our sins. When He died for you and me, He paid for all our sins. He was buried. He rose again from the dead on the third day. And now He offers us forgiveness. He offers us new life. He's offering you that, hey, daughter and son, I can be your shepherd too. If you want this, please do follow this prayer. We will repent of our sins. We'll believe that God was raised from the dead and He fully paid our sins. And we will confess and surrender our full lives to Christ. If you're ready to do that, please follow this prayer. Our Father in heaven, I'm sorry for all my sins. I've hurt you And now I turn away from all sins in my life. I want to put my faith on what Christ did for me at the cross. I believe He died for me. He, di- he paid for the penalty of all my sins. He rose again from the dead. So I can receive eternal life. I receive the gift of eternal life today. As I fully surrender my life to you, I now confess that you are my Lord. You are now my Savior. Help me, Holy Spirit, from this day on, To live only for Christ for the rest of my life. I receive your forgiveness and grace. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Those of you who have prayed that prayer, you have now become a sheep of His pasture. That means, that means now you can call God as your shepherd as well. Can you say that with me? The Lord is now my shepherd. Congratulations. We would like to hear from you. Would you please drop us a message? And maybe when you're, you can also comment while this is being broadcasted. Tell us how to contact you. So we can help you in your newfound faith. Congratulations again. Now for the rest of us here, let's just pray. Our Father in heaven, we are thankful that you are indeed our heavenly Father who loves and cares for us just like a good shepherd. Jesus, you are our good shepherd. And so because of that, we can say that we do not lack anything. And because of that, we can also say that we can, we can have all the provisions that we need because you are true to your promises. Lord, let it be that there would be peace and confidence and trust in our hearts. Forgive us for many times we doubt who you are in our lives. Lord, we turn away from that sin. And even now we put our faith on what your word has said. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I do not need anything else. Because my Lord follows me with his love and goodness all the days of my life. That's going to be forever. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make His face shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord turn His face toward us and give us peace. Now, stay in tune. Now, I want you to answer this question. And please do put your comments uh, right there as we are still uh, online. Can we just answer this question? How does God, as our shepherd, change your perspective about your life and situation? Okay, let me, let me repeat that again in English. Can I just capture your screen? How does God, as our shepherd, change your perspective about your life and situation? We'd like to know what God has changed in your life. Let us share our learnings together. Encourage everyone. God bless us. See you next week.